Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of things to discuss. College football weekend coming up, high school football tonight all across Oklahoma and the panhandle of Texas. How in the world did the Chiefs right tackle get away with false starting the entire game and if you say he was not false starting he was dang sure lined up illegally you know who else does that cheaters i don't know former sooner lane jones lane johnson watch him play it's exact replica Hmm. and he was defending uh taylor vehemently on the twitter sphere last night (laughs) (laughs) just because he doesn't think he's cheating either. So that was an interesting game, man. It's amazing how fast the Chiefs go to average on offense without Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you it's, trying to get somebody in here? Ab, no, 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 no. I'm going to get the text line fired up. Where are you at, Dakota? He wouldn't even give us any anything other than Chiefs winning the Super Bowl yesterday. Of course, you know what? If you'll remember last year on this very show, about the fourth Monday of the NFL season, our good buddy Jim declared the Chiefs done. And a lot of people were thinking, hmm, he might be right. No Tyreek. Yeah. Offense looks. And then Travis yeah. Kelsey and Mahomes turned that completely around. Yeah. Their defense so started getting better. It's amazing how good the wide receivers are when Travis Kelsey is. That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. It's I mean – there's, he's obviously not the MVP of that team. No. But, man, he if he ain't there. He might be 1B. Whew. It's a lot different look for the Chiefs. Um, i got to find this sound. Here's a question. When was the last time a team won a Super Bowl after losing both tackles? That's a great question. Oh, here you go. Yeah, Dakota wants to trade for Mike Evans. I thought about that myself last night. Mike Evans has given the Bucks like till sun Saturday, or he's leaving ne- after this year. So obviously they would want to get something for him. Mike Evans makes that team look a lot different. You realize Mike Baker, Evans Baker's got a lot of support down there. In, <laughs> in Tampa <Bay>. <laughs> <laughs> it was just just having a conversation with Possum about our fantasy team because when you you read all this stuff for the upcoming week, one of the best matchups for a receiver is Godwin against Minnesota and they were thinking do we trust Baker do we trust that offensive line you figure they'll be behind Minnesota so they got to be throwing yeah, it a they bunch. will be throwing and maybe you won't have enough time to fling it down to Mike Evans 50 yards down the field so oh there's Godwin 10 catches 200 yards yeah that'd be nice after a two spot from Jarek McKinnon thank you Andy Reid <laughs> appreciate that Anyhow, yeah, that's NFL. Only one game in. There's always so. There's already so much intrigue because of what happened. Jared, what's going on over there? Feel like you're v just typing. Yeah, I am. I'm. 
Typing, typing, typing. Well, I'm getting the podcast ready already. It's going to be a busy day. We got a bit, we got a lot of stuff to do before we leave. It's or I do. I did a bunch of mine yesterday. Well, good for you. I need a haircut. Still do that, Scott? I can hook you up, man. Hey, I know I of us. I haven't found time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on air. The, or, you know, or, uh, so someone caught somebody at a hair salon. You ever been to a hair salon, Scott? A salon. I've been to a salon. A Have time you or gotten two. your hair done at a salon? Uh, time not or a two. barber not shop. Not very many times. But a salon. Not very many times. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of felt felt a little bit like less of a man when yeah. I did it. Somebody texts me, go, "You won't believe who I just saw in this hair salon." Oh no! And first, I'm like, "What are you doing in a hair salon?" Like, well, I'm trying. We're trying to get some money for a golf tournament. Oh, okay. Well, who just and he. he um, one of our coworkers in there getting his hair done at a hair salon. One of our coworkers? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely Sean. <laughs> his hair done. <laughs> it definitely was. He got his hair did. <laughs> definitely. I, I was like, LOL. Well, that's funny. I, mean, I thought he was kidding. Wouldn't you rather go to a salon after what your team did last night? <laughs> I mean, then you don't know you're not going to have to talk about it. Me, my Sean. team. Oh, you were Sean, talking. Yeah. Sean. Well, he was going before, so he was preparing oh, that's true. To, that's true. to look good for a loss. <laughs> a Casey needed salon. to take that that wins that that selfie after a win. Right. Yeah. And his hair would look nice, and unfortunately, so all these visions, see it. all these pictures of of him at a hair salon came in my head. As he sit on one of those, do they still have those? Where on the chair with the air dryer that you put over your head. <laughs> Is he, like to what get a magazine pern? is he reading? That's what magazine always, is he that's reading? That's how it always when comes out silky smooth. <laughs> is he reading Better Homes and Gardens in there? When he's... What was that uh, Adam Sandler movie where he's the hairstylist? Oh, uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Or... The Zohan, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about Is that. he gossiping in there? Was he, is, he getting the, is he getting the latest? Is he getting the Elk City tea in there? Is he, is he getting all Speaking the gossip? Speaking of Elk City. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am as excited about tonight as I am about any game happening this whole weekend. Man, <clears throat> I started doing some research yesterday, looking for stats, and I was able to find full game stats for Canadian to start the year, the first two games. They have put up 55 in both. Uh, 49 nothing at half down at Seminole. And then they've gotten out to 35 nothing leads in the first half to, um, in both of these games. And then they beat Bushland, Texas, and they and they, when you kind of start reading the the, the paper or whatever out there, <clears throat> the, this game last week and and tonight, they're kind of labeling it like the revenge redemption oh, tour. I'm, I'm sure, yeah, because both of those teams beat them a year ago. Yep. They Bushland got out to and, a pretty good Oak lead City. on us last year too. They and... they did. Um, the the stats if if you want to make your head spin. So Cameron Cavalier, which he was the quarterback last year, he was incredibly awesome. Yeah. His first two uh, games so far this season, he is 31 of 43, which is 72%. He's thrown for 597 yards. So just a skosh under 300 yards a game. He's thrown five touchdowns in each of the first two games with zero turnovers. He's also rushed the ball 19 times. For 226 yards and a score. So that means he's putting up about 415 a game total wow. yardage. Just him. That's pretty incredible. Um, I don't remember this name from last year, maybe because he was kind of an H-back, but Luke Flowers, he looks like a big old dude, number 35. 
They've split him kind of out into the slot with the way they've been defended. He's all, all he's done is 10 catches, 223, and 7 scores. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Now, 22 yards a catch for a big <laughs> for a big slot I mean, back. He's, I mean, he, he he's, looks pretty fast. I mean, he just – anyhow, I was reading – Have him on your fantasy team. Listen, if you got those two, you'd be rolling up the points. But uh, that's so that's the challenge. Obviously, talking to Coach Maynard in here on Wednesday. I mean, it's it's just like a lot of times what you would hear from other teams coming into Norman against the Lincoln Riley team, and that is the best defense is to not let them have the ball. Yeah. And thinking back to that game last year, right there coming out of halftime, the Oaks got the second half kick, and what did they do? They marched. It was like a nine minute drive. To, to take the lead and it almost reminded you watching a team that presses in basketball they were trying to go so much fast just it's like we haven't had the ball in forever we got to get you know yeah and then i mean eventually they did take the lead back but yeah just knock them out of that rhythm it's uh it's a challenge as much as everybody knew next week was going to be this crazy challenge oh. with, with carl albert canadian is a, it's a totally different challenge but it's just as tough a one in a lot of ways yeah i mean you, were you in the stands last year last year yes absolutely have you i know i i had never seen an a, any any high school team go that fast no never. and that and but that efficient yes and they never disciplined yes disciplined. they never got any penalty like procedure penalties i'd never seen that in high school yeah and, and i was in uh a convenience store the next morning and Aiden Hopper walked in and I said, how nervous were you as that ball was coming towards you? <laughs> so yeah, it was, you know, I, I remember, you know, that cause he's the only one there. Yeah. And you know, it's just, and it kind of floated to you to make sure it's on target. I, re- I remember another guy having to make a play like that on the two point years ago and it was Jory. When he was in high school, and it was a two-point conversion. I think they were playing McGinnis, right? It was in the other end zone, but it was one of those where, like, it it looked like the, it took the ball like ten seconds to get to him from the three-yard, <laughs> you know. And he's the only only person on that side of the end zone, almost. And I got to thinking, man, you know how hard that'd be because you're literally having you you have time to think about. You have time to pray. Please, God, don't drop this. <laughs> oh man, I just had a I just had a Chiefs fan. Could try to call me Lane Edwards if you're if you're upset. <laughs> we're sorry, but it's just going to be a dark year for you. But anyway, yeah, it it uh, it was so much fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to tonight. It's going to be pretty intense. Yeah, and I think there's some. I mean, I'm a little bit pessimistic, but just because of last week. Well, I don't think we're going to see anything close to the same brown and white squad as we saw last week. No, from an emotion standpoint, being well, ready to play personnel wise too. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of people who didn't play last week, which is easy to overlook. We kind of did that too. One or but, two players on a high school team missing. Yeah, I mean, we, we what what am I talking about on a high school team? Yeah, we just saw one the player missing last night. Yeah, yeah. And instead of six, I think six projective starters and, weren't in there last week. So yeah, and I think they might have gotten a might have gotten an earful all week long too. So well, I was kind of I was asking Coach that would is that an opportunity the way they played last week is it like okay that was an eye opener for them not just you know what I mean like okay yeah. we we played bad 
still won, but we played if we play like that next week, we're in trouble. So maybe that was the motivation this sure. week. Like we cannot be ill prepared or play like that mm-hmm. against a good Canadian team. Yeah, and there was uh So maybe a game like that's actually a good thing. Does that I make know, sense? I saw I saw Big Riley on Friday afternoon and I knew they had film at nine Friday morning. And so I was that was that fun? <laughs> just mm, mm. uh no <laughs> it was awful uh and and coach Maynard did mention that he thought they responded uh well practice wise practicing well great and you know that last year everyone's i think everyone's head was spinning like a quarter and a half yeah, into that absolutely just watching the way the precision with which they operated in the speed it was just incredible yeah. i mean it was like i said i've never seen a high school team be able to do that uh, yep. What were your thoughts last week in Norman? My my biggest takeaway from the game last week is Gabriel better not screw up very much. That is my biggest takeaway because Jackson Arnold looks every bit the recruit that he was. He looks like the real deal. <laughs> Here, here we go. It's hard to be better. Are you going to be in perfect. the stands rooting for? Uh, hard to be better than perfect. <laughs> are we going to get another, another? We want Caleb. Uh, uh, I mean, did you hear the we, fans we when he want, came in the game? Yeah. No, the the fans cheered louder for General Booty <laughs> when he came in late in the fourth. But no, yeah. But I mean, that expectation we knew was going to be there—a five-star kid, and he he, he delivered. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I'm, listen, I'm a little yeah, nervous Dylan, about. Go ahead. I don't know if, and I think, and I would hope that the, and I know I have. Uh, here's the deal: I like Dylan Gabriel as a person more than I do Spencer Rattler, so I'm rooting for him more. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. So if he can make a few mistakes, not like horrible pick six mistakes. Eighteen-year-old Spencer was just such an outstanding young man. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah. I don't. What I'm saying is, I don't think. I think the. I think that is the sentiment about Dylan Gabriel is from the fans' perspective. I think from the team is, too. I think the team's. Like, you look, know, the team looks at him as a leader. Yeah. I was nervous about the offensive line though, but we've seen that from Beaten Bow's offensive lines before. We've seen them start sloppy at the beginning of the year, and as the year progresses really cement see here's the thing everything we say good about last saturday which should end with but it was arkansas state Absolutely. no it shouldn't because for the last <laughs> five years th- that didn't it happen didn't matter it didn't, it didn't matter. matter how bad be, the team was hey, it wasn't state just or, the last yeah. five years that's uh, true bob i remember watching too. bob go it's utah state mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah to his team <laughs> to his team <laughs> yeah yeah he's in the stands for that one uh-huh I could almost hear what he was saying. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, but the truth—the well, truth, I guess the truth I'm, of it is, I'm saying that because I, I get, yeah, sure, it's that seventy plus points against anybody is pretty dang impressive, and not giving up a score. But at the end of my sentences, in my mind, I think, but it was Arkansas State. Yeah. But this week could be a little bit of a tougher task. This week's going to be a, yeah, it, it's SMU's been steady. I tell you, what another thing that, and I'm not trying to ramrod the show here god kind of am go ahead though um, it's your segment yeah. <laughs> i'm not paying for this yeah. <laughs> uh i think that our guy north in stillwater is going to have to learn how to w- run the transfer portal man i, I can't wait i'm to not see... trying to be i'm not trying to be negative i mean they just don't appear to have the talent that they need to have i want i can't wait to see what he does at quarterback 
Yeah, that's yeah. On my it's list a here. weird spot because they looked the best when his son was in there. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's that's the truth. They looked the best when his son was the quarterback. They the the guys look like they played harder for him. They, and that's what I was going to say. That yeah. puts him in a that puts him in a really tough spot. Because if it doesn't go well, and he has a history of not choosing the right quarterback, we've seen it over and over up there. Eventually, he's not stubborn enough to keep banging his head in the wall. He goes, okay, let's trade. <laughs> and and it really, and honestly, it really hasn't cost them like wins a lot of times. They just look bad, in, or losses, I guess. They just look bad in a win, and then he goes, you know what, this is dumb. Yeah. Bring in the right one, and then boom, they take off. Um, but, oh, not, it's not a good you you got to be looking if you're him you got to be looking around going dadgummit garrett rangel take the reins that way i don't have to make this choice yeah because it's not bowman bowman's no. a one-year stopgap anyway it's not him yeah you're not ready to play zane flores the, the true freshman you're, it's just not or i guess not it didn't look like it obviously and then then you got gunner you got your like, son dang. that you got to eat dinner next to with mom sitting over there yeah see because <laughs> you know who mom thinks is the best player no, no doubt <laughs> Garrett Rangel <laughs> <laughs> now that's a, it's an interesting test because Arizona State's one of those teams like what we saw from Colorado they're one of the teams that have basically rebuilt the entire roster I think they've got like 74 yeah. new guys um, that were brought in with a brand new coach with Ken Dillingham, and their game was weird with the haboob rolling through <laughs> during the middle of the, you see they had it delayed for a while. It was those horrific conditions, so it's hard to really kind of get a get a feel of what they were. Of course, they've got the the Ballyhood recruited quarterback with Jaden Rashada. He was the one that kind of went around different places wanting money and ended up at Arizona State. Speaking of. Have you seen Dion talking with Joel Klatt about the NIL? Yes. I thought it was a fantastic point. Yes. Tell, tell everybody. I, so, I just saw that this morning. So he said, I've got no problem with the NIL. I've got a problem with collectives. If a kid can go out there and on his own, he can get companies to give him money and sponsor him and be on advertising, he should be able to do it. Mm -hmm. However, Texas... We're not going to give every offensive lineman, number one through number 22 offensive lineman, $50,000 a year. No, and that don't do anything. You know, and I, I've said it's brilliance. He, he he's definitely would be against what Oklahoma's doing. Yeah. Because yeah. The, those preferred, the the preferred walk ons that you don't have to give a scholarship, but you get some of these guys in state that would have gone somewhere else. You see one in Clinton tonight, Thandy Bass, you know, the quarterback at Heritage Hall that's going to be something at OU. Yeah. And then, and, 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 I mean, the Heritage Hall connection immediately makes you start and think back. If this was in place in 1999, is Wes Welker? You know, yeah. it, does he end up at OU instead of Tech because he wanted to go to OU and his school is essentially paid for through the money that they're getting instead of having to go to almost not forced to go to Tech, but Tech was the clear choice because they offered him not having sure. to pay for school. Yeah, that's you know, Stigley. I was talking about it yesterday. I, I'll, I'll say it right now. I love my Sooners. I'm glad the kid's going to go to Norman. Um, if you're listening, 
if an Ivy League school offers you well, a scholarship, take the scholarship. Yeah, that's probably a little <laughs> bit different deal. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. And Castiglione was on yesterday talking about the NIL and how it's not really regulated. Yeah, there's kind of guidelines, but how, I mean, if you want to, that's what that's it, one of the things Dion said. How hard are those guys going to play mm-hmm. when they're getting a paycheck? And they didn't earn any of it. Well, nobody knows. Nobody knows who he is. the The third string tackle mm-hmm. that's getting a paycheck and partying every, you know, three days a week. I think I that's what happened in that locker room two years ago in Norman. Yeah, Rattler was getting all the praise and all the money, and they were going, "But this guy's better." <laughs> Even the players <laughs> and the student. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. On the NIL thing, have you seen this about the the former player from Florida? The uh, uh, yeah, he was the second round pick in the draft. Yeah, Dexter. Did you hear about this? Is I didn't he hear about it. is he getting sued? I'm going to read it word for word. So because yeah, I, I glanced, I was busy last night and it came on my phone. I looked at it and I put my phone down. So I didn't. But I wish I had sent this to you guys before. This is definitely financial stuff. Uh, the second round pick, defensive tackle Gervin Dexter, played at Florida. He's suing Big League Advance Fund okay. for violation of Florida's NIL and agency statutes. Dexter wasn't aware of a clause in a bad NIL deal he signed. The alleged clause says that he'll owe 15% of his pre tax NFL earnings for, get this, 25 years. Whoa. So, so for four hundred thirty-six, just over four hundred thirty-six thousand dollars, the NIL deal, he stands to lose a lot more. Holy small, smokes! Yeah. They and got see, him to sign that's an something. Example. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you, a family friend was the mm-hmm. was the one negotiating. I, I saw some back and forth on Twitter on this last night as well, with I guess the guy that kind of. One of the, you know the workout guys that that he trusted got involved with. He's just exactly what you're saying. Yeah, the uncle signed the deal with his yeah. buddy, and now his buddy's going to take fifteen percent of his NFL career. Yeah, and his buddy doesn't have a clue what he's doing anyway. Yeah, no, didn't yeah. help him in any way, shape, or form. No, yeah, that's a uh, he was a second round pick. Kind of, kind of makes you go, well, maybe maybe Jackson's got it figured out, doing it all on his own, and. Maybe he got so. paid. <clears throat> he did get he paid. Boy, paid. so did Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know what scares me to death? And listen, I don't need a $59 million tax, uh, uh, cap hit from Dak next year, so there needs to be a different <laughs> deal in place. But he's about next in line. Yeah. Are these just going to – I mean, is there ever a top to this? Uh-huh. Are they just going to continue to – the very next quarterback gets to make $60 million? And you'd think – no offense. Say what you want. Watching the game, there's a whole lot of people that can do what was done in Philadelphia last year. Oh, 100% agree. I'm sorry. Hey, I think Jalen Hurts is fantastic. I think he's a winner. That's the biggest thing. I think he's a winner. Uh, and I think he makes the players around him want to play harder for him and probably make some things happen that other guys can't. But he ain't no Tom Brady. There's no way. Huh? Is he Tom Brady? No, there should never have been a world in which Jalen Hurts signs the richest contract in the history of the NFL. That should not. There's we we should not live in a world where that happened. But it did. It did. And it's happened five times. That the the 
the new, the highest paid player in history. It's 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 been five different people this off season. Golly, yeah. It's I it, didn't realize that. Yes, it started with Lamar. Hertz uh, was one of them. Herbert was one of them. Joe Burrow's one of them. There was and who, whoever else signed. Quarterbacks or yeah, they're all quarterbacks. I don't know, but you know what I love. Out Every of one of them is quarterbacks. None of them are your Steelers. Two big hits <laughs> in the same division as my Steelers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and listen, I, a lot of people didn't like the Trey Lance deal. Boy, I do. Starting if that if that goes Dak this year, see ya. <laughs> you, you're and ready then, to you're ready to hand hand the reins to a guy that's played less than. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's only thrown 400 passes since high school. Yeah. But pay everybody else. That's true. Pay everybody else. Look look what happened in Detroit last night. Jared Goff's no Hall of Famer. He will be after this contract. I mean, he's he'll got, get he'll paid be after this contract. I just can't, at, at some point, it's got to quit. Well, and, and Brady never took top money either. That's the thing that I don't That's understand. Right. Ben Roethlisberger never took top money. Tom Brady never took top money. Did Peyton? Did I don't Eli? think so. I think I, I don't think Peyton ever did. He always left a little on the everything table. Everything yeah. you said, maybe not Big Ben, a little bit. Everything you said, what's the common denominator about it? They marketed themselves so well. Yeah. Well, and yeah. see, that's the thing that makes me irate if Dak sets the market. It's because there's not a more marketable position in the NFL than the damn Dallas Cowboy quarterback. That's true. I, I mean, you could – ah. <laughs> but i mean of course the players association and all that working hand in hand to- what if what if Dak gets traded for a, for the number one pick in the draft next year boy howdy come on drake may <laughs> <laughs> well Caleb I guess, williams doesn't uh, like I, the I, I guess i guess we'll have to have the star on our uh, fingernails now won't we <laughs> well, here's a, uh, if caleb williams doesn't like dallas cowboys apparently he's gonna yeah, he'll, forego, go, back to he'll go back to sc he's already i saw him on a wendy's commercial the other day you know, he's, he's on making, he's he's on the, oh. he's in the heisman house he's, yeah, he's, nissan, nissan wendy's, wendy's yeah he's but making, that's a good that that is a good question is a Dak Prescott more valuable than Williams coming out of college. Heck if you no. Were... Not at the money. Not even close. There you go. Because I'm not 100% sure that Caleb and Ari better than him. But even if he's only 85%, yeah. he costs, what, yeah. 1,500% less? So if, you know, if, if no. you're a team that's, that's borderline Super Bowl opportunity yeah you see, see that you see the opportunity closing yeah do you go with you know you, you, i don't know there's no way anybody's trading the number one pick okay what if it's houston you, we just said yesterday they picked yeah. a quarterback used to pick they they, just but, got but that doesn't do dallas any good they're not gonna, they're not going to trade for dak it's going to be phoenix first of all or they're trying <laughs> yeah they're trying they're trying they got rid of more guys they're trying it's incredible we said it last week and they got rid of more people it, i don't know that i've ever seen tanking to this level in the nfl not in the nfl i mean this is some nba stuff right here it is and maybe houston is also tanking by playing cj stroud it's a good question i mean seattle tried to by playing gino and then gino turned into a, <laughs> like a pro bowler <laughs> they end up making the playoffs i remember him making our sooners look pretty bad a couple of uh, times Tavon austin oh Jeez. my gosh or yeah. the sooner defense made him look good that's a good point too Tavon, 
man. <laughs> so before you go, all right, give me who should be on upset watch in college football this weekend. Man, I really haven't looked that close. There, there's a lot of big games. I can't remember. Like who are, who are the big who are the bigger games? Bama, Texas. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. Same thing. I, I was giving you guys a hard time for picking Dallas because I I'll Dak Prescott until he wins his playoffs games, then I'm not gonna believe in him. So I'm not gonna believe in Texas until they. They win big games. Okay. Tech, Oregon, at Tech. That's interesting because you know Tech is embarrassed. Mm hmm. So is your mark. Uh, Baylor hosting Utah. Speaking of embarrassing. Yeah. Baylor. Well, Baylor's not going to. They are in free fall. Baylor is in free fall. And then the one that most people would not be able to bet. Nebraska, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's going to win. Nebraska's in free fall. I don't think. I don't think Nebraska will ever be back ever. I don't well, think they're not going to be back to nineties. Nebraska. I don't think they'll ever be back to to routine seasons of eight and five and nine and four. If Matt Rule can't do it, nobody can. That's a good point. That's a good point. If Matt Rule can't do it, nobody can. All right, what is going on down at Garrison Financial? Hey, I, I am running down there right now. We're taking care of some company retirement plans. We're taking care of uh, taking care of some people that got into some some products that maybe they maybe there were better options out there. Um, so you know, take a look. If you're not sure that you're in the best product for you, if you're not sure that you're in the the, the best performing or or uh, maybe you need something a little safer. Come down. Let's talk about it. Let's see what we need to do, and, and let's make a plan. 124 North Main Street. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. We'll tell you all about him. As we continue to move along throughout the show, when we come up, high school football. Big one out in the Panhandle of Texas. A big one over in the Tornado Bowl. Interesting matchup in El Reno. Hollis is on the field, and then the biggest game in the state in Muskogee. In the Ruffers. Do it again against the Titans of Carl Albert. Talk about it next. Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Scott, full financial planning. You can shop the open markets. Make sure you're in the best 
situation for yourself with your life insurance, all your investments. Um, I said he can he can do your whole thing. Or if you one of those people that kind of like to, to manage your plan, you're just not sure how to get it started. He can charge you hourly to get that thing built, and then you can go on and manage it yourself if you're in your own time. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main Street is his physical location, and he's headed down there right as we speak. We got a uh, on the text line pregame at the Stumbling Goat suggestion for tonight. Oh, in Canadian? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a bar. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of a bar and grill. Oh, I like that. Okay. So pregame at the at the goat. Could we pregame and postgame? <laughs> I say postgame sounds like more fun than pregame, just for what we're doing. I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta be at the ball fields at seven fifteen tomorrow morning. I'm gonna be wanting to get home as soon as we can. No, you might no. be driving so I can sleep. That'll make uh, let's say it'll make us get home later than if you were driving uh, or Drew. <laughs> Drew may be the driver on the way home. But yeah, let's check out their food. I already have. Like bar grill, like a like a what burgers, burgers, barbecue. Yeah, I'm, let's go. That's the, it. The bucket is closed. That's the place that we were right. suggested. Stumbling goat. Just also, the Canadian restaurant. It's more of the home style cooking. Uh huh. It's there as well. And look at me. I'm looking it up too. Stumbling. You can't put the G at the end. It's the stumbling. Well, listen now. I'm not the. One. I'm just reading the text. I didn't type it. Oh, I know. I just stumbling goat. Ooh. Goat cheese sliders. We're now we're oh. even we're even getting getting, menu, <laughs> we're getting menu selections here. This place looks a hundred percent Texas. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm we, almost positive my own cousin supplies the food for them, and then my other cousin, the one that I would take uh, food suggestions from, he says, uh, "Goat yeah. cheese sliders." What is this? They have a golf simulator. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Half hour, twenty bucks. Oh, Thirty minutes. Oh, we're getting <laughs> we're, we're getting suggestions. <laughs> hey, the good news uh, is, Drew, uh, about the goat. It's not on us. <laughs> All uh, right, uh, but <clears throat> the main attraction will be the game tonight. With the Elks headed out to Canadian, of course, everybody remembers last year and how. Just electric that atmosphere was, how great the game turned out to be. Uh, Canadian seemingly put it away on a special teams play when the Elks snapped it over the punter's head and ended up with a touchdown to go up eight in the fourth quarter. Uh, Elk City was able to to march it down there. Scott referenced the, the two-point conversion play uh, to Aiden Hopper to tie it. Um, Canadian scored in overtime. They had the ball first, kicked the extra point. And then the Elks get a touchdown and two point conversion from Levy to uh, uh, to win the game by a point in overtime. I think thirty seven thirty six was the final, if I remember right, thirty eight thirty seven. Um, but it was just a. And Coach Maynard's reference that basically every week he's been in here, when talking about how that team a year ago for the Elks at least was looking for leaders, looking for guys to kind of take the reins. Um, from the from of the team from the guys that were gone from the year before with Mason and Drake and Corey and all those guys that had graduated off of that first semifinal run and you know that game was kind of the one that started to cement who the leaders were and the pecking order as he mentions all the time and so now you know especially after last week 
and you, you you mentioned it, there was guys that weren't there and guys that probably were the top of the totem pole and others were looking up trying to find, you know, where they were at. Hopefully that's yeah. not the case. Uh, we haven't heard anything official yet, but hopefully that's not the case going into tonight. But it's just one of those games that, you know, it's a heck of a challenge because of what Canadian does. It's not anything the Elks really are going to see for the rest of the year. Um, and they are, But they are so good at it. They, they execute so well that, especially defensively, uh, this is a task that uh, – it's it's as tough as it's going to get all year. Yeah, it is. And I say it all the time, and we say it all the time, you don't get – this is an, this is what's great about this time of year is the schedulers, Coach Hunt, Coach Maynard, they, they control who they play. They go, okay, we have three spots to fill, four spots to fill. Who are we playing? Who are our non-conference games? Who Or non-district games? Who are we play? You know, it's not a district game. Or sometimes you have to play a really bad team and no one's better for it. This is great because we can control that and play the best of the best. In this case, one of the best teams in Texas, if not the best in their class. And hopefully, despite the outcome, walk away from it better to prepare you for that rigorous district play that you have to play. So I, I love it. I love that the the scheduling, you know, um, Altus, when they're good, they're good. Um, Bridge Creek appears to be on the way up. We know about Carl Albert. We know about Canadian. It's easy to go and say, well, let's go schedule. I don't want to say names to anybody. Let's go schedule that team that went one and whatever last year. Let's go schedule, you know, so we can get some reps in with our young guys. Uh, I don't, I mean, that's great and all, but I think it's more beneficial to play teams like this. I love the challenge. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere in tech, tech, high school Texas football. That should get you excited just by saying that. And um, the third thing that they brought back that we mentioned, their quarterback, um, it's going to be a great challenge. And last year, despite what happened the next week against Carl Albert, I still circle that Canadian game was that's when we knew what kind of team we got and look where we got, where we went. So it was kind of one of those corner posts, kind of those litmus test types of games that can tell us what we got. And, you know, I, I think this could be another one of those games. I think it's going to be really uh, fairly evenly matched personnel wise. And, um, I don't think, uh, if we start breaking down keys of the game, being on the road is going to be incredibly tough. Can't have it start like it did last year and expect, you see what I'm saying? That's going to be tough if you get down quickly. But what's so cool about last year is playing them, seeing the speed and then getting acclimated to it, settling down playing Elk City football, coming out with a win. Now I think there's a little bit more expectation. Like, okay, we know what they're going to do now. You know, We know they're going to whip it around the yard. They're going to go 120 miles per hour Mike Leach style. I think Big Elks are going to be more prepared to stop an immediate run like they did, uh, like they gave up last year. I'm excited. I'm really excited about this game. Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> more importantly, I think it, told, it, it showed the guys on that team last year just how good they might be able to be beating a team of that quality. Right. Um, yeah, it's fast. It's furious. Uh, it's going to be hot. You know, and you'd think some of that would work into the Elks' favor because of the, you know, the, the enrollments of each school, which means there's more guys available. You look at Canadians' roster, it's not nearly as, as, as long, at least, as, as the Elks is. But you know what? 
it was hot and muggy here last year. Well, yeah. And that didn't seem to bother them. You know, that, that was the thing that, that impressed me maybe the most about the Wildcats a year ago is even in the fourth quarter, even in overtime, they were playing guys both ways, especially up front, and they still were – I mean, were they yeah, at the, yeah. the very top of their game? Probably not. They were a little bit tired, a little bit worn down. It's football, yeah. But, but still, they, they were still putting up a heck of a fight against an offensive line of the Elks that was so good last year and also just had to play one side. Right, that too. That was big. You know that yeah. I was I was really I mean the flashy stuff with quarterbacks and 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 receivers and all that. Oh, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong, but I was really impressed with the with the stamina, the strength of what Canadians guys up front had. Mm-hmm. Now they've lost a few of those. They still look the same. I mean they're they're different kids with maybe same numbers, um, but I, that's what impressed me about them. And guess what? You gotta be. Because one, they're going to be going both ways, and two, as fast as they go, they have to be ready to do it. You know what I mean? And, and so, it's a it's a tough challenge. I think it's so funny that we pretend or we kind of like, oh, it's in Texas, and it's only an hour and twenty minutes away. It's not like it's a different world. And I, I go back to that scene in Hoosiers where they show up into that gym. He brings a tape measure and he measures the goal. Like, oh look, it's ten feet here. I mean, kind of like the same. Hey, listen, it's still a hundred yard field. Yeah, it's it is. still it's now Texas rules though, right? Practice well, clock rules. I meant to ask Coach about that. How's it's, the preparation going over the Texas? See, I, I wonder because Texas the the Texas rules have always been since since Oak City's been going to Pampa and then now Canadian. Every time you're on the road, it is a college. They 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 have adopted the college rules. Everything. So now, does that mean this yeah, game is even faster because question. the clock? Great question. Doesn't stop on a you know. Have they adopted that as well? Something that they will be looking for, uh, and that they is, operate under UIL, right? I wonder if that's something I can look up. It may be something to 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 look there because I know that that's always been the case. Was it, it's essentially a college football game with the rules and, and the penalties mm-hmm. and the clock and all that. Um, an, another incredible task at hand for. The I-40 corridor schools, Clinton, welcoming Heritage Hall. You know what? I didn't realize this. I, I know that they'd been playing. You realize this is the 14th year in a row that these two teams have played? I think – I don't know if I realize there's that many. I know they've been playing each other. Um, and, of course, Heritage Hall was a district game for a little they bit. They were districts. And next year they'll be district. Right. They'll be in the district. Yeah. Yeah, 14 in a row. I, you know, I remember, you know, with, with Sterling Shepard and Barry Sanders playing yep. back then. Yep. And I just didn't – Maybe it kind of just leapt out of my mind. But, yeah, 14 straight the year these two will play. Heritage Hall leads that series 10-3. to Clinton did win at Heritage Hall last year, 28-7, which, by the way, was Heritage Hall's only loss of the season en route to a 3A state title. Clinton coming off the 28 nothing loss to McGinnis. Get Heritage Hall in there this week. Uh, and, you know, this is a game similar to what we were talking about a second ago with Elk City and Canadian. No surprise because this is what Clinton has done for years challenge themselves in the non-district and and really don't even necessarily care what the results are because it's all about getting yourself ready to go iron sharpening iron for district play and then a long playoff run yeah this is one of the better heritage hall teams even i mean going back to maybe that sterling shepherd barry sanders jr squad which was was really good i remember watching that game 
not knowing anything about Sterling Shepard. Everybody came to watch Sanders. And I remember walking away from that game going, uh, that Shepard kid is actually might be the better player on the team. <laughs> no, nothing against Sanders. He was, you know, but uh, uh, that was a good team. This team, though, I mean, it goes around their quarterback, and the, that he is a dude. He is a he is a football player. And you're right, he's going to go to OU. But what position? I don't know. Yeah, and he is fat. I, I remember he's you and I that. watching the film from a couple of years ago when Clinton was at Heritage Hall, and all of a sudden this skinny white dude. Like catches one over the middle and just route runs everybody. Yeah, We're like who is that? Well, it turns out that was Gavin Freeman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like whoa. Which, that by the way, I think he has a brother on this team. Yes, he does. He does have a brother on this team. And you just think, golly, how fast is that guy? Well, Andy Bass is every bit like that. With he's, he's size, a, though, he's bigger and stronger, but he's also like a a really good track guy as well. And so the the challenge is is it's a tough one tonight for the Red Tornadoes for sure. Uh, this one intrigues me. Weatherford out El Reno. Weatherford's won the last three years. It's the only time they played in this century. Before that, in the twentieth century, El Reno won all seven times they played. Hmm. We saw El Reno in that scrimmage. Weatherford's had a they, they've had guys step up outside of of CJ. Um, the first week it was Cy Scamahorn. He had over a hundred yards receiving last week. It was Nick Jett. He, he caught like four balls for 70 yards and also had a kickoff return for a touchdown. And so that's got to be a pretty good sign. If you're Weatherford, at least offensively, that you could figure out how to get other guys involved because you know, good and well, every single team they play is going to try to figure out a way to take CJ Nixon out of the game. Right. You, you want, you want other options. For me, I wrote this down with this game. It's it's at El Reno, right? Yes. Yeah. Who's for real? Yeah. You know, this is a chance to for one team to say, no, we're the, we're for real. We saw El Reno in that scrimmage. We saw how many athletes they've had, and they've been pretty good in their first couple games. Weatherford, despite the loss to Newcastle, you mentioned um, the uh, individual stats there, and then nice win last week against Kingfish where they finally kind of broke out a little bit. So, who you know, when we, we ballyhooed Weatherford as a district contender for everything that we've mentioned, El Reno, what, what I just said with their athletes. So, who is for real here? And this is a chance, this is a game that might tell it. I don't know if it's going to say, well, you're not for real, but what if El Reno comes out and they shut down Nixon and they get a win, convincing win? Or what if Weatherford turns around and just go up and down a yard on them? They can't, well, Reno doesn't have an answer for all their playmakers, all those junior playmakers for the Eagles. It could be a one of those statement games like Elk City has, you know, to to uh, that they can circle on their calendar in December and go, that was the game we figured out who we were, and ha- and now we're mm-hmm. for real. So that's going to be a fun game too. A lot of athletes will be on that field, no doubt. El Reno just destroyed Chickasha around in, in week zero last week. They had the lead against Piedmont basically the entire game until the very end, and then Piedmont ended up pulling away and winning that one by a touchdown. So. Uh, really, that's, that's an interesting game to me. Uh, Hollis will go to Velma Alma. Uh, Hollis won that game 8-6 last year at home. So the Tigers looking to go to 2-0 and with uh, Velma on the road at Velma Alma. Then the, the biggest game in the state, Carl Albert, next week opponent for the Elks at Muskogee. Jamarian Ficklin, the quarterback from Muskogee. Uh, this is Carl Albert's last loss. 
They lost to Coweta in game one last year. They lost to Muskogee the next week or the week after. I think maybe the week after, after beating Midwest City. That's the last time Carl Albert lost. Muskogee won at Carl Albert last year, 35-28. So the Titans at the Ruffers tonight. That ought to be uh, – we'll see. We'll see if Muskogee might be able to put a little bit of a a scare into the Titans here, shaking your head no, vehemently. Carl Albert by two touchdowns plus. And then you know what's crazy, Jared? Yeah. What? What's crazy? Well, now that I got to thinking about this, I may not be right. Oops. Just one second. Efforting. Efforting. Wow, dad gummit. I got something to say about high school football. Okay, go. Once you find it. Go ahead. It's kind of a rant, if that's okay. Oh, boy. Already. No. Okay, fire off. I think you'll agree with me. I think uh, what people are doing to Choctaw is dirty. You see what they had to do last night? Mm -mm. They had to move what was a home game to Westmore because Westmore refused to go to Choctaw in light of the recent events a couple weeks ago. Was that Choctaw's fault that that shooting happened? Was it Dell City's fault? I don't even think it was their fault. Wasn't anybody from Choctaw? It wasn't anybody from Dell City? Exactly. See, this I mentioned this, and I couldn't remember the school, and Coach Maynard actually helped me out later on in the day. This happened to Tulsa McLean. They had to play all their games on the road because nobody would go. Choctaw's defending uh, state runner-up in Class 6A2. Maybe this galvanizes them and everybody better watch out. Hey, I'm rooting for them. For the Yellow Jackets. Okay. I just don't think it was cool, and they had to cancel their home. It was supposed to be homecoming last night for them. Westmore refused to come, so they had to. I, that I, is I, dirty. It's I'm sti- agree it's, with you. It's, it's overreactive. It's not Ch- That event was not Choctaw's fault. They figured out what whose fault it was. That was not Choctaw's fault. And if you're going to tell me, well, it's because they allowed someone in there with a gun, you point to me one stadium that has been – we don't have these. We don't have metal detectors at every state, and we right. don't have people with clear bag policies and patting down people when they come in. That was it's the pretty action. Rough. It was bad decision by one person, not even from Choctaw or Dell City. Dell City had to move a game up mm-hmm. last week. Was that last week? And yep. then, then this. They had to move. A, they had, they a team refused to come to Choctaw. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. It's weak. not cool. It's. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of on the Choctaw bandwagon here. Yeah, say, so and that's funny. I mean, Monty makes a great point on the text line. You would think after all of that that they would up their security and it would be a lot more safer. At like, okay, what we're gonna be really cautious now. You know, I saw uh, Cash last week had their home opener with Altus in town, mm-hmm. and I, I saw on Twitter that they the Cash Public Schools Twitter said there's going to be increased security there just in light of what happened the, uh, the, the week before right. that at Dell City. Here's what's uh, this is crazy. Okay. I'm telling you right now, this is crazy. You know what we're not talking about? High school football? What's that? Jinx Union. They play tonight. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Is it at Tulsa? Is that at the University of Tulsa? That's what they usually do it at. Yeah, no, we haven't even talked about that. It's because Union's going to whip jinx <laughs> you know yeah but it's still it's still wild to not even that that game has been the game for so long oh yeah yeah it, it 
everybody, regardless of class, it's the biggest, usually be the biggest game in the state. Oh, for sure. And it was always kind of like a preview, preview of, of the state championship, state championship game. game. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I got some clarification on the clock in Texas. Okay. Yes, they do abide by NCAA rules, but with altercations of what the UIL wants to do. So the NCAA rule, as I read it, says when Team A offense gains a first down, the clock will no longer be stopped to award a first down except with less than two minutes remaining. We know that. The UIL says this NCAA rule will not apply. So it's going to be just like last year. In UIL games, the clock will continue to be stopped on a first down as awarded to Team A, the offense, Mm -hmm. and will be started on the ready. Uh, if only the only reason the clock w- was stopped was to award the first time, no change. So yeah, so no, to be no just change. like a college football game a year ago. Correct, correct. Very good. Speaking of college football, we almost ran ourselves out of time to talk about it. Busy day. I wrote down some games. I wrote down some potential upsets. Let's talk about it next. It's Garrison Financial Friday, wrapping up the week right here on the Skinny on Sports. College Football Talk next. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping up a Garrison Financial Friday with some college football talk. Uh, Oklahoma figures to have a much tougher opponent come to Owen Field tomorrow with SMU. SMU of the ACC all of a sudden. Think that they'll chant ACC if they knock off the Sooners from the crowd? Maybe I don't know. Do they have the the ACC love yet? Well, they're not going to get paid to have ACC love. They're not getting paid for. Yeah, I don't think bit. they care. No, they've got no. a seat at the table. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Let them chant. What are your thoughts? Of the game, yeah. Well, yeah, tougher, tougher opponent. I'm just interested to see if you know everything we hear from OU players is that this is a suffocating, relentless defense. I don't know about that. Sure, last week was something, but it was Arkansas State. But let's see if that can continue. I want to see if that, you know. Edge edge pressure on the quarterback. Saw a little bit of that last week. I know it only resulted what one two sacks, but it, it that is something. Secondary play. I mean, it's all going to be amped up a little bit. It's going to be better than last week's opponent. I want to see if the defense is as suffocating. I'm air quoting here as they say they are. So that that's what I'm kind of keying in on. I don't think the offense will be a problem. I think the offense was, you know, the wide receivers were better than I thought they'd be. 
with some, with a few guys, some of the new guys. But uh, that's what I'm looking for on the defensive side. How about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see defensively exactly what uh, – this will be a much, much stiffer challenge than what uh, – than what we saw last week with with Arkansas State, Rhett Lashley, uh, the coach down there at uh, SMU, he's a he's kind of Malzahn's guy for a lot of those years, uh, you know, at, at Auburn, and now he's got his his chance here at SMU. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to pick apart anything from that game the other day negatively against OU. I guess if you want to talk about the pressure, not getting sacks, but then when you go actually go back and watch. They were getting uh, Shroud off of his spot over and over mm-hmm. and over. As you know, there were three step drops, three step drops, and getting the ball out of there. It's hard to get back there that fast. But they were, you know, there. It wasn't like he had all day to throw. So offensively, yeah, you see glimpses. You know, the, the thing about what OU did last week offensively that's probably different than what anybody thought was they got contributions receiving core wise from guys not named Stoops or Farouk you know obviously Drake had the touchdown early but then he was out of the game and and Farouk a couple his way but I don't even know if he had a catch maybe one but there you know you saw I mean, Nick, did Stogner even have a grab I don't think Stogner did either right but the, the big Blake, names Blake yeah. Smith did and and uh, uh McIntyre at, at the Was tight the end kid from Michigan Andrell Anthony he looked good. Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson. Gibson finally looks like the guy that they recruited. Right? So there's different, you know, there there was different options out there in that win. Now you see, okay, here's the thing: this team was three and zero a year ago, yeah, and ended up what three and six, three and seven uh, down the stretch. So, yep. Um, but a, a much tougher task defensively, I think this the, this week for Oklahoma, and so. You know, if you can keep the, this team in the teens, that's a good sign again oh, sure. uh, to me. And, and anything better than that is is pretty awesome. Oklahoma State, it's, this game is fascinating to me. And what they're going to do at quarterback on the road, what is Arizona State with all those new guys? I, I just – I think you see the line so low, Oklahoma State favored by three, because I don't know if anybody has any idea about either one of these two teams. Arizona State – barely got past was it southern utah i think but that they literally had to stop the game because of, of a haboob that blew through <laughs> one of those windstorms so uh, it, it don't know if that's a fair indication of what the sun devils are uh this is this is this game reminds me so much of two years ago oklahoma state goes out to boise and they claw and fight and end up with that win and that catapulted that team into the big 12 title game and almost into the playoff i'm not saying that it gets that far this year but this is a with and a lot of people like that south alabama team that's coming to stillwater next as kind of a surprise better than you think team so this is one that oklahoma state really needs to go out buckle down play well get a win and then Get prepared for the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't know if the quarterback shuffle needs to continue. I don't. The longer that continues, the more detrimental it can be on the field and off. So I'm hoping that um, Mike settles on a guy, finds his guy, whenever that may be in the course of this game, and settles with them. Because doing that at home is one thing, but doing it on the road, I don't care who it is. Arizona State, 
or if it's Delaware. It, you don't want to do all that stuff on the road. And will it be a hostile environment? Hearing reports are going to have like a blackout. They're asking the fans to, to get there. It's a night game. Uh, it's Obviously, that it's going to be hot. It's a desert. It's always hot. Uh, so, we'll see. I want to see a better effort than last week. I can tell you that. We'll see. But the quarterback shuffle thing, that concerns me. Yeah, eventually you got to kind of settle on somebody. But, but you also need that person to, to show you to settle on them. Yeah, someone. Yeah, Mike's probably going. Hey, step listen, up and I take want to the, pick somebody, but right. no one's shown me anything. Somebody yeah. step up and, and take the job. Yeah, uh, the big one around the country, obviously Texas going to Alabama. This game was way closer than anybody thought last year in Austin. A game that a lot of people think Texas might have won, maybe should have won, even with Ewers going out and Ewers was slicing and dicing the Alabama defense before he went out midway through the second quarter. Did Jalen Milrow answer Bama quarterback question marks last week against Middle Tennessee? I don't know. You need to do it against Texas. Texas offense struggled in the first half against Rice, then got things kind of together. I, I, I'm fascinated to see what happens because I can't get out of my head the way this game went last year and the way that Texas looked more than ready to take on uh, that Alabama team that at that point in the in, in the season, some people, Nick Saban included, we're calling it maybe his best team ever. It didn't turn out to be that way. But that was an impressive showing in a lot. Maybe the best game Texas played all year in that loss. Can they go down to Bryant-Denny Stadium and replicate that and even get a win against Alabama? Yeah, it's doing it one thing on 11 a.m. on Austin. It's doing it again at night in Tuscaloosa. I I love Milrow. I think he's a star in the making. With his arm and his legs, that's gonna that's gonna get. I think he's gonna go not crazy, but he's gonna keep Texas defense on their toes enough. Where I I think Alabama will be okay in this one. Although you know, going into this all summer long, I said Texas. The more this we got closer to this game, the more we're starting hearing about what's going on in Bama and, and their turnover, including quarterback, and what Texas is returning. I was high on Texas on this in this game, but but it's it's that remember that trust thing we talked about with Alabama. I always trust that they just get those wins. This is another one. I just can't go against Texas. I can't go against Alabama in this one. The line to me is fishy. Right at seven still? But why? <clears throat> why hasn't it moved? Why isn't it more? Yeah, you think it'd it, it increase? Yeah. Why isn't it more? Because you'd think it would be more than that. Mm -hmm. But it's not. I think, I think Vegas has some respect for Texas. I don't. Last week's slow start is very concerning. Yeah, but, but here's the were nobody. They ahead of or? course they were. Yeah. Of course they they didn't. They were going to beat Rice with whatever. It's all about this one. And no. And here's the deal. No. On on Monday, if they go down there and win in Tuscaloosa, you know what? No one's ever going to talk about again. God, that first half against Rice wasn't very good. That's Who true. cares? Yeah. We just beat Bama. Yep. Interesting game. I think Bama wins, but it will not shock me if Texas goes down there and wins. Other games that look fun, Tech, Oregon. I think this one's almost even more fun with Tech losing last week. Yeah. A little bit, and you know, at night in Lubbock, we've seen for years what that means craziness, mm -hmm. tortillas flying, whatever. Um, Oregon put 81 on the board last week. One that's going under the radar and shouldn't, in my mind, is Ole Miss Tulane. Oh, 
I circled that one. Ole Miss Tulane ought to be fun. Yeah. At Tulane. At Tulane. At Tulane. And it's yeah, not at the Superdome. It's at, at Tulane. Yuleman Stadium. Right. What about you? What other ones did you circle? Yeah, I, I, that one, um, we mentioned Nebraska color, at Colorado earlier. Colorado high off that win. Nebraska, I mean, finding a way to lose again in spectacular fashion against Minnesota last week. They'd love nothing more to come in and uh, pull off the upset. Okay, before we change rival. from this game, Go ahead. what do you think the stadium split at Folsom Field what do you think the, the the stadium split of fans is going to be? Like, I'll give you like percentage. I, I'd say. Do you have the number? Do you no, know, no, does, no, no. You think you're saying Nebraska can travel well? Heck yes. Yeah? I, I think Nebraska uh, like 60, 60, 40 Colorado 60, maybe. You, you think so? Oh, really? I think there's going to yeah? be tons of red in that stadium. I wonder how far in advance Colorado starts selling tickets for this game That's in anticipation why. of this is Coach Prime's home debut. I, I think debut. they started selling them before they knew it was Coach Prime as their coach. Yeah. And Nebraska goes, yes, we'll Smash buy them up. Match them up. Yep. Yeah. Who was hired first? Was it Rule or Prime? Mm, I don't remember. That's a good question. Because who has more excitement for at the time Right. tickets were on well, sale? Well, I just think Nebraska yeah. – hadn't played them in a while you know that's that became kind of oh it was a fun rivalry, a rivalry. Yeah. it was a fun fun i think there's going to be tons and tons and tons eight. of of red clad Nebraska yeah, yeah, fans. Oh, well they always travel well i mean they're a proud fan base did you see what bama did to texas fans and the the, the band's not even going i don't think you remember last year the hubbub about oh they put them way up put in the them, corner yeah. bama did the same thing back to the texas band and the fans put them all up there and I, I thought I read that Texas band may not even be going. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I love it, the pettiness of the SEC. Anything else? Uh, upset watch? Listen, I know Baylor looked like dog poo last week, but Utah at Baylor, that's a, kind of an upset watch I'm looking at. Other the, the, And those are the three, um, the Utah-Baylor game, Nebraska-Colorado, almost Tulane. Those are three like upset watch games I'm looking mm-hmm. at. Games that just intrigue me. You mentioned Oregon, Texas Tech. Um, A&M at Miami. I mentioned, uh, what, earlier in the week, Tulsa at Washington. And uh, Notre Dame at NC State. That's the one that and, I've got. And, and I'm not picking the upset here, but it was this time a year ago that this team pulled off an upset, and it turned out to be against a really bad A&M team later down the road. But App State, Appalachian State at North Carolina. Who is doing the scheduling for Mac? Quit playing Appalachian State. <laughs> they went there. Was it last year? They went there and almost got beat, like sixty-five to sixty-two or something like that. I can't remember. Quit going. Quit playing Appalachian well, State. Somebody's got their, Stop it. Maybe a lot of people were going. We don't I, want to play this team. I, well, <laughs> I wouldn't either. That's yeah, my whole point. Yeah. North Carolina, skip out on that one. Yeah. Huh? Hey, it's that one could be. God knows how many points are going up I mean, in that one. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame at NC State. I know I've been high, 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 high on Notre Dame as much so as to pick them to make the playoff. This one scares me to death. Iowa at Iowa State. Iowa that Drew. Listen, yeah, it doesn't excite me. I'm channel surfing right by it. I don't want to watch a three nothing game. (laughs) It's ten seven last year. Yeah, I I I get it. It's a fun in state rivalry for those two, the Cyhawk and all that. And sometimes you get some really good games. If you're an old school guy, I guess you'd like this like game, but. I don't know how two how good these two teams are. 
Iowa State with their controversy. Iowa. Iowa's got it too. What's that? Iowa's a bunch of their guys are that way too. That's what I'm saying. The, right. The the gambling stuff. The gambling. Well, yeah. That, it is on Iowa too. Let's all call call up to Iowa and see what they got on the. I'm trying to find the over under. What do you think the over under is for Iowa Iowa State? Twenty. Twenty. It's higher than that. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? I don't know. It's higher than that. Is it? It yes. Surely to goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Well, efforting. I've, I've rushed past it. There may not have a line on it. Uh, Dad gummit. Uh, 30-something, I bet. 38, 40, something I'm in that neighborhood. The under, I'm taking the Here under. it is. Here it is. 36 and a half. Give me the under. 36 and a half. And not because they play good defense. I'm not sure about their I, – Iowa's offense might be a tick better. They got the better Did you see last year? Or last week, they threw a touchdown pass on the opening drive of the season. And that was the first time that had happened since like 1991 or something crazy like that. Like, not even Kirk Ferentz. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah, listen, I get it. That game can give you some fun games. But based on the rest of the schedule this week, I'm more inclined just to skip on, skip it and go watch. Well, you got A and M Miami at that same time, yeah, see, and yeah. you've got and here's your here's the, and Ole Miss Tulane. Those intrigue me more. The, that game, the Cyhawk does not move the needle nationally for me. Does it? Is it going to have a huge implication of who's going to be in the playoff? No, sometimes it does. I mean, sometimes it. I think like Iowa State when they actually win this game, other than last year. Last year was such an anomaly. Because usually when they win, they have one of their better seasons. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Ole Miss Tulane all day long. Enjoy your ear of corn, Drew, while you watch that game. <laughs> Everybody have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. <laughs>